Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to It's Incredible. We're back. Podcast with that helpful information. I'm Trent. And I'm Zeke. I think and... I'm gonna I think I'm gonna leave that cough in. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. for our listeners. Yeah, well I think that it the music was... will the music will be really loud and then it'll suddenly stop and you'll just be coughing. Well, I'm glad that they have experienced that now and then you explained it for them so that they understand yeah. what happened. Well, yeah. I'm just letting you know, really. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I mean, I figured. Anyway, um, so Zeke, I mean, how are your legs feeling right now? That's my question for you. Uh, my legs, you know, they're pretty they're sore. all right. I feel like, why would they be sore? <laughs> well, this is my question. <laughs> what is, like, because well, you had to walk all the way home, remember? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just like genuinely interested in the state of your legs right now, see. Okay, okay. Like, how are your legs? Could you please? Uh... Uh, well, they've, I mean, uh, I wasn't taking a very fast uh, pace, honestly. Mm. It was kind of a leisurely, you know, three mile per hour, maybe four mile per hour on average uh, walk. And, you know, I was just uh, walking home from uh, Tim, Tim and Ryan's because they uh, stuck me in their basement, which was... Um, well, let's just say we won't be hearing from them for a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was also a walk for me, but I ended up just getting hitchhiked and he made it back. Oh, wow. you know? Well, aliens, casual. dude. Easy. Casual. <laughs> Easy. <Casual>. Anyway, <laughs> but shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so today, 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 today. Although, actually, when you're listening to this, it's not today. But you'll be like, what? It's, it's tomorrow. Anyway, yeah. It's well, tomorrow that you'll listen to this. Think about that <laughs> for a second. Exactly. You're listening to this tomorrow. But anyway, it is Earth Day today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, first of all, could you just tell us a little bit about what Earth Day is? Because a lot of people just know the name, but what is it? Um, Earth Day is a day where we celebrate Earth by exploiting its natural resources uh, to really just show off our own wealth and, you know, prosperity. Um, so, you know, you might see people celebrating it by chopping down trees or uh, mm-hmm. encouraging um, wasteful mining practices, uh, you know, using uh, non-renewable energy, things like this, just to show off like, oh, you know, Look at all of Earth's resources and look how we can use them to achieve just amazing things. Uh, and so, yeah, it's really just us, you know, celebrating our own prosperity by, um, you know, using Earth's resources as we should, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with exploiting, you know, yeah. exploitation of resources, especially when it's in an irresponsible way. Yeah. Because I have no concern for the future generations. This Earth Day is not about the future, and it's not about the past. It's It's about right now. It's a day, okay? And by its virtue of being a day, it is very temporary, and before you know it, it's over. It's gone. Exactly. It's not Earth millennia, Earth century. It's just a day. It's It's just one day. Yeah, exactly. So it's a humble holiday, really. Yeah. I mean, and so we thought, what better way to celebrate Earth Day than to make sure that it ends on the most memorable 
day possible mm. for earth in yeah. in general right and yes. in in reality it would actually not be a remembered day so zeke i wanted to explain uh what our goal is or at least what everyone's goal should be <laughs> yeah so the goal here uh to celebrate earth day and just to celebrate uh the earth in general is destruction of all life on earth not just uh humans not just plants and animals uh we want complete and utter cellular destruction of every living microbe on this planet and um we are going to be proposing plans uh and uh just you know sort of more methods i would yeah, say methods. not necessarily plans yeah nothing's concrete you know and obviously there are some most things that we will probably come up with will not be possible for us as individuals but uh you know just that's where uh, we come together as a yeah. community okay a, yeah this is where society needs to step up and you know just really hand it to earth you know show them who's boss mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. so yeah well and i think uh just a quick thing too some people might interject and say well wait a minute why would we want to kill all of life on earth day like that doesn't that seem counterintuitive well i mean just think of the name it's earth day yeah. right it's not, not humans you. day it's not, being so selfish. it's not plants day it's not even life day does earth remain earth if there's no life on it think yes, about it, it does. i'd say yeah and so what better way to give back to the earth by take everything by taking everything else off of it yeah we want to restore pure earth yeah really to its original form doing a service here i mean just think about this earth is one out of eight planets in our solar system and one out of billions of planets in the universe uh and as far as we know it's the only one that has any life whatsoever um and so we are really just sort of trying to homogenize uh the universe uh, doing a service to the universe earth is sort of like um a blemish on the face of the universe i would say uh, it's an anomaly it shouldn't exist it was a mistake to ever happen uh and wait so, earth or the people and every all the life on it just life in general oh okay all life <laughs> is it's very strange how it exists when you look at the rest of the universe you don't find anything you find no life at all and so we are really just trying to bring ourselves in line with the universe's policy of uh complete and utter uh entropy yeah exactly exactly mindless, catalyzing the process yeah, mindless existence i guess so yeah. and I, I wouldn't say necessarily earth is a mistake you know you could say like oh we were put here for a reason blah 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 whatever your argument is regardless of whether it was a mistake or not what is clear to us is that it is an anomaly and it should be fixed as all anomalies <laughs> should be because um, we all know that conformity is the way to go <laughs> okay yeah everyone's like oh i wonder what my friends are doing what are the other planets doing that's yeah. like come on we got why think so small yeah precisely precisely okay so first of all zeke i mean what would be one way that we could implement this in a realistic fashion um, or or perhaps more what are some of the tools that we could use and then maybe we'll dive deeper into the procedure yes so um there are several different tools we could use from very obviously eliminating all micro microbiology like biological life 
is very difficult. And it's not yeah, going to be as simple as just um, uh, launching nukes at Russia and having nuclear warfare destroy humanity because clearly uh, much of uh, the organisms on the planet would find a way to survive that. So it's kind of an unacceptable method, I would say. Yeah, and um, and do we do we even have enough nukes on our planet to like literally nuke the entire surface of the Earth? Because we also have to get all all ocean life too. I yes. didn't even think about that initially. Yeah, uh, we certainly I think we have enough nuclear power just because of the nature of nukes uh, and the way they poison the environment after their detonation. I think we certainly have enough to uh, wipe out all surface dwelling organisms. Sure. Um, probably only larger ones. I feel like cellular life would probably still live through a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, I think there are certain microorganisms that A, can withstand the heat and the radiation. So, yeah. And even if they don't necessarily withstand the radiation very well, they could mutate and survive in some form, uh, which I don't think is acceptable. So my first initial idea is drill a hole into the Earth's core. Not, we, it's impossible for current technology to drill into the core. I'm simply saying like into the crust about one or two kilometers deep. Sure. Uh, make it wide enough so that you can fit uh, nuclear warheads inside of it. And then simply ram, sh ram stack uh, compact nuclear warheads um, all the way down from the bottom to the top and then detonate them all at once. Oh, just kind of keep, oh, oh, you're just yeah. going to stack it? Oh, I thought maybe you'd like drop it down and then explode it and then drop it down that again. That might also be a viable solution. Oh, perhaps. but you, it, you'd have to do it pro preferably in an area of like high rock because mm -hmm. otherwise it'll just fill in with dirt. Yeah, it'll just keep exactly. filling in. So maybe all at once would be the way to go. Yeah. And I'm thinking what'll happen there is it'll shatter the earth uh, enough especially obviously in the regions around, directly around uh, the nuclear detonation, it would instantly incinerate any life in the area. Um, but I think that would also do enough damage to the Earth's core and to like the, the surface of the planet that it would uh, set into action a course of events which life could not sustain itself. Um, I feel like, it, you know, have you ever seen like, I don't know, I just feel like it would be, create a massive crater on the surface of the earth um, and then the radiation would leak out and most things would die. But well, but a lot of things can survive the radiation pretty well though. Yeah, perhaps that wouldn't be the best solution. <clears throat> well, and yeah, because some can survive the radiation and the thing too is I don't think the radiation isn't going to last forever. Eventually yeah. it'll go away and then life will come back. Yes. So we have a big issue too here as well is that, that we need to fight the yeah. conditions that Earth gives in general at all to mm -hmm. even provide an area that life could yeah. survive. But mm -hmm. I don't think I would want to do it in a way, or at least yet, that would just destroy the earth like make yeah. it split apart and completely explode right yeah well i feel like perhaps well first what what, what are some of your ideas though let's yeah well nuclear warfare is definitely one of the bigger ones yeah. um which would be not necessarily easy but it would be a good way because 
there might get to a point where if we can get rid of all life on earth at the same moment, then, um, uh, you know, then it's probably, I don't know if it would, could come back. Right. Mm. But, um, I don't know if there would be a way for us to, um, now this is maybe small minded, but a way to, for us to heat the earth up, right? I mean, we're talking about climate change and global warming and stuff. Well, how can we like fix or not fix, but further uh, make this problem worse, <laughs> right? Like more greenhouse gases. Can we kind of get it to the point where we can um, disrupt our atmosphere mm. uh, that protects us from the radiation from the sun and the heat of the sun and basically cook the earth alive yeah. now, obviously this wouldn't kill the um yeah the small the microbes buggers, yeah they're just really resilient unfortunately um you know they just be like i'm alive i'm gonna stay alive and then after this planet cools off i'm bringing it back it's all coming back so yeah very difficult to deal with them which is why i would we need a solution i would say that tears apart the planet uh, and completely destroys the atmosphere. Um, now, of course, this is a difficult task, but perhaps not tear apart the planet, but if a large enough meteor were to be redirected okay. towards Earth. Yep, you just got the same idea that I was on. Yeah, then it would do enough damage uh, inside um, during the collision between these two bodies. We're trying to get that the would, dinosaurs wiped out, yeah. but with us all over again. That would, yeah. Well, here's here's what we do for this then. Is we got to, first of all, we got to contact Elon Musk. We got to get Jeff Bezos, SpaceX, all the space things, NASA as well. And we, we got to convince them. Yeah. We need to get to the moon and we have yeah. to colonize this moon and get to the point where we can then <laughs> put <laughs> rockets on the end of the moon like tons of rockets and the Precisely. goal is to just blast it so that it comes straight towards the earth and then I'm, we get another moon earth collision i'm glad we are on the same wavelength very cool my only concern with um the moon issue is uh the enormous amounts of energy that it would require to redirect the moon's orbit—I'm <laughs> uh, not sure how achievable that is. I don't know either. I mean, as I know that if it did get it like might, much closer than the gravitational yeah. pull, the Earth would suck it in. Yeah, it might be almost impossible, but I'm not—I'm not. I'm not I wouldn't sure. say impossible. Let's see. Uh, let's just look up how much energy would it take to redirect the moon the moon's orbit yeah that's what i'm thinking as well we could of course a very nice way of it, the thing about redirecting the moon is if you're gonna do that why not just use that energy instead to stop earth's rotation if you can stop the rotation of earth and put it in a uh, an orbit around the a title what is it called i don't even remember it might be a tidal locked orbit or something around the sun then half of the planet would be scorched and the other half would be frozen would freeze there is a the small theoretical problem that the 
area in between those two sections could be, oh. continue to be habitable. Could you imagine if you were in that, like, the yeah. silver lining is what they would probably call it. Yeah. Where if you were in just the perfect line, and if you were yeah. anywhere else, you would either freeze or burn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the real issue there is we have to um, prevent that from happening. And perhaps if we can stop the the rotation, then maybe we can simply slow it down, slow it down enough that um, the earth is still rotating. So that line doesn't exist, but it's rotating slow enough that half of the planet is scorched and the other half is burned or frozen, sorry. And it just slowly rotates around, sort of like, um, you know, those chickens in the supermarket where they sort of like twist it slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotisserie chickens. Yeah, exactly. Rotisserie chickens out of the planet. Uh, and that might be more achievable than uh, attaching boosters to the moon because you don't have to. <laughs> well, I also, <laughs> well, how would we, okay, A, which is more plausible, stopping the rotation of the earth or rocketing the moon <laughs> into the earth? How, how would one go about stopping the orbit, or, or sorry, the, the rotation of the earth? Well, simply figure out which way it's spinning and then everyone pushed uh, angle, the other direction angle boosters um mostly horizontally but uh. at like a 45 degree angle from the earth's surface outward in the opposite direction of the rotation of the earth and then activate them all at once to spin the opposite way uh, <laughs> very clearly this would work i wonder <laughs> I think that's amazing. And that's nice too, because then you don't have to go go through all the trouble of getting the rockets to the moon, yeah. right? You just put them on Earth and then exactly. <laughs> stop the spinning. Exactly. Even, even beyond that, I mean, if we're talking about moving the entire moon, why don't we just move the Earth to the moon instead of the other way around? <laughs> instead of the Earth to the... I feel like maybe stopping the rotation would be easier. We're making a manned mission to the moon by sending the entire earth there <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going to the moon <laughs> we're starting a new campaign it's yes. not just astronauts that deserve to go to the moon <laughs> um another method worth considering is destabilizing the sun in some way the sun itself i was thinking the same thing now of, too of we course. gotta nuke the sun <laughs> yeah my first instinct was to nuke the surface of the sun but when you really think about it, first off, stars are literally going through nuclear fusion. <laughs> yeah, these massive. They are, made up, yeah. they are made up of nuclear fusion. That's how they produce heat. So I'm not, I'm not sure that. <laughs> no, no, no. See, we <laughs> just need a, a, lot, a lot of nukes. Okay? Yeah, but think about this. A nuke is about the size, let's say, the warhead itself. It's about the size of an airplane, maybe, right? Hmm. Like a, a large bomber for one of the largest nukes we probably have available to us. It's about the size of a large airplane, right? The sun can fit hundreds of Earths inside of it. Now imagine <laughs> the sun is also, it's going through nuclear fusion. That is how it functions as a star. And so you're, Basically, it's like a tiny, less than a fruit fly. It's like if a bacteria bit <laughs> you on your skin. It's like, okay, that's not going to do anything. But, so, but 
it's not one bacteria that causes an infection, but many. <laughs> That's why we need a global coalition of yes. all the nations on Earth that have nuclear warheads and weapons. What and we're going to work together <laughs> to shoot what? all what? the nuclear firepower that we have on Earth. Like, people are always, like, worried, right? Oh, we have all this nuclear power and these weapons on Earth. Are we actually going to use them? We need to use these to a good cause and get rid of them. So, you know, world peace, all that stuff. And the best way we could achieve this world peace is to shoot all of our nukes into the sun and then presumably wait for a few billion years. And then yeah. before our sun collapses, it, we destroy it. Yeah. So um, it seems like I've looked it up and it seems like not a single person on the internet has ever considered launching all of our nukes into the sun uh, presumably because it wouldn't really do anything, if you think about it. Yeah, probably it not. They didn't even spend nearly as much time as we have <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Here, let's see, let's see. Maybe Quora has it. What if we... Oh, somebody on Quora has asked, what would happen if we fired all nuclear missiles on Earth at the sun? <laughs> and Robert Walker... Walker uh, writer of articles on Mars and space issues and a software developer of Toon Smithy uh, has answered. <clears throat> there would be no effect on the sun at all, as others have said. This is potentially a way to dispose of all the nuclear bombs, except sadly we oh! have to launch them first. <laughs> Launching so many missiles at the sun uh, would require a massive amount of energy with existing technology, they'd be doing repeated flybys of Earth, Venus, Jupiter, and so on before they eventually lose enough delta V to hit the sun. Just getting them all into orbit would be hazardous enough. It's not practical, sadly. <laughs> this guy, he's just not thinking big picture, okay? Yeah, really. Come on. Practicality. I don't want practicality, okay? Yeah, it seems like nothing would happen. Um... Also, uh, I looked up how long it would take to reach the sun, and the sun is 93 million miles from the Earth. Yeah. So if we drove, if, if, if we sent these missiles at 65 miles an hour. <laughs> Nobody is sending missiles through space at 65 miles an hour. Rocket ships are traveling thousands of miles an hour. <laughs> well, if we want, <laughs> even just to get from Earth. If we wanted Earth. it to be a slow burn, <laughs> fine, 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 fine speed of light there's nothing to slow us down in space why would we why it's not like we are maintaining 60 miles an hour for fuel efficiency nobody cares there's nothing to slow us down just keep accelerating no no there might be asteroids dude we gotta oh, plot the course we gotta, we gotta go slower. <laughs> give space them time for their like auto sensing <laughs> to go around you know? uh well it seems like we cannot resort to this nuclear sun method. And uh, it would take too long anyway. I'm looking up, could we destroy the sun? Let's see if people have proposed any ideas for destroying the sun. Um, so it seems like most of this is wrong. A stellar engineering project going horribly wrong. Well, that would, we don't have the technology. Okay, basically, theoretically, yes, but it would be very, very difficult. <laughs> and technology is not there yet. <laughs> um, okay. So realistically, hmm. no. 
Man, I didn't realize that it would actually seem to be this difficult to, through human power, to destroy the Earth. Yeah. Like, at least without, like, a long period of time, right? Yeah. Like, if we wanted to do this in a day, <laughs> we'd yeah. have to... I think, honestly, the, the best option, it seems, would be to do nuclear warfare. And let's kind of, yeah. for now, just forget about the fact that we have microorganisms well, that are... I have another question. Okay. Excuse me. Chlorine. Is chlorine a universal uh, poison? Like, uh, I don't know about chlorine, but I know uh, bleach is... Bleaches. 10% bleach is the, a very, very good... Uh, can it kill basically all micros? It can kill a lot. I don't want to say a ton. I mean, I'm taking a microbiology class now. We've talked about it. But it can kill endospores, and it can kill um, uh, biofilms. But it needs to be on the surface for long enough. And and I can't even generalize either because I think there are certainly certain endospores. I'm thinking, or like, we are, we're, we're following too closely with the Geneva Convention here. You know? I'm thinking, like, Chemical warfare is a good solution to destroying all life on Earth. Especially, I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, especially like, uh, I mean, even just like something like mustard gas, which is, isn't that like bleach and chlorine? I think so. Yeah. I haven't learned how to make mustard gas. Probably for the best, but. Well, let's just look up chemical. I'll look up the chemical it's composition of it. And sulfur, somehow. Sulfur and chlorine. It's a sulfur-based mustard gas, I guess. Oh, it's ammonia. I think it's ammonia. Bleach, chlorine, and ammonia is what makes um, mustard gas. I think. How mustard? Yeah, bleach is gas. very effective. So, but we also, if, if it's in gaseous form, mm -hmm. uh, but there's another disinfectant method or sanitization method that's ethylene oxide, mm -hmm. which is this gas. Um, that works too, but you have to make sure that it's um, uh, the contact time is long enough, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, oh, spray bleach or put this gas out in this room and for yeah. like 12 seconds and then put it back. It would have to be a long enough contact time yeah, and the right concentrations and, and the right environments too, because you have to take in mind the temperature of the room and the humidity for the yeah. ethylene oxide. Which would be troublesome for the many different climates of the yeah, earth. That's for this particular sure. yeah. chemical. Um, I would say we should start gassing the ocean first and then move on to the surface. Or my question would be maybe not gassing the ocean because, A, gassing the ocean is gassing not... Gassing wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. It would just basically be, let's pour all of our bleach to, I, I into... Would, yeah, you'd have to acidify the ocean. Yeah, we'd have to make it a very difficult place to live but at the same time we'd have to get the concentration right too so we'd have to have the right concentration mm -hmm. to fill let's just say hypothetically that it was 10 percent bleach if we got 10 yeah. percent if the ocean was 10 percent bleach let's just say that it would kill yeah everything if we could get that that's still like a lot of mm -hmm. bleach let's see how much water in ocean um water source oceans there's water volume in cubic miles 321,000 okay that's a lot i'm thinking um perhaps not in a single day i don't know sure. if it would work but uh 
if we may recreated several Chernobyl-like incidents where the nuclear reactor has failed and it has not shut off automatically, and so it continues to leak radiation into the atmosphere, um, that could work as long as we set it up properly um, and you know mechanicalize it so that it just keeps leaking even after humans have died. Um, that could work to poison the atmosphere, just constantly dumping radiation into the atmosphere. Because, well, yes, microbiology can resist radiation. They're not completely immune to it, right? Eventually, no, not. Like, it would be certain ones that could yeah, could withstand it. And let's just, for the sake of it right now, let's just kind of forget about <laughs> those because it's kind of, yeah. I, I don't know how to deal with them. I don't think you do, so we can't really yeah, comment well, on it. It'd always just yeah. be, except for those microbes. So yeah, let's just kind of forget microbes. about them for now mystical microbes that survive anything okay <laughs> calm down there buddy so anyway that's another potential solution i would say slowly just poisoning the atmosphere um another thing you could do although this was not necessarily plausible. I, I have two ideas. Number one is we have to get rid of all the water on Earth. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we would ever accomplish that, but yeah, that's one. Two would be, and we've been using this now for a little bit. Um, yeah, but using these viruses, they're called bacteriophages. Yeah, and we just kind of learned about this in uh, microbiology as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm not an expert or anything, but there are these viruses that hijack and infect bacteria. And so right now we're working on seeing if we can use them as an alternative to antibiotics. Yeah. Because um, there are superbugs, right? And antibiotic resistant uh, bacteria that can cause infections and disease yeah. and death. And so somehow either using a virus or like a nano machine to mm -hmm. seek out all life and destroy it. Yeah. Basically, we need to find something that... The problem with that is it would... I feel like it would destroy itself pretty quickly because it will kill its hosts too quickly. You know, you don't want it to be. Yeah. You want it to replicate first. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it'd have to be like, like dropping a bomb before it leaves the bacteria or kind of a thing, right? Like yeah. it, it would have to be almost programmed. And that's why maybe nanomachine slash virus, mm -hmm. uh, some kind of hybrid of that sort so that it, it you fully utilizes the cell, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. whether fungi or uh, plants, animals, yeah. or uh, bacteria and archaea. Yeah. Um, it can infiltrate all of them, use all of their <laughs> resources mm -hmm. like ribosomes and make more copies of itself and then kill it as it leaves. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. That is what a lot of the bacteria do. And that's what these bacteriophages do too, is that they yeah. produce tons of itself and then the cell bursts. Yeah but you couldn't allow the function of the virus, but that's not the, the, the function of viruses anyway is not to kill a host or anything anyway. Yeah. It, we would just want to produce this virus that is, it's only interested in replicating itself. Yeah. And so produce that kind of virus that could infect everything. Mm -hmm. And then we'll leave it for the dead philosophers to decide whether or not a virus is a living thing. Yeah, they can argue about that. Yeah. And hell. But that would also be an interesting approach. Yeah. 
but it is not really realistic <laughs> yeah. as far as i'm concerned or as not, far as i know because currently. you'd have to make something that could infiltrate all different types of cells but that's difficult it is it is because not all cells have the same structure right we have plant plant cells have cell walls mm. we do not bacteria can have cell walls unfortunate right it's like come on bruh <laughs> bruh like why you gotta put the walls up we're not about we're not about walls we're about bridges <laughs> we gotta build bridges not walls so, plants be out here like anti-immigration okay calm down. <laughs> oh my gosh dude these are oh, you know frick these plants you know they're just like ah they just hate immigrants yeah. that want to come in sorry we're getting a little microbiology politics here it's messy stuff <laughs> but um that is also another method that we could use yeah but and maybe highly actually i think it would be highly effective if we could get it to infect everything and do that well yeah that would take uh several years of development but so would putting thrusters on the moon and then <laughs> sending it into our or on the earth to stop the rotation yeah. but it's but so far i think the virus slash nanoparticle or whatever idea is good because it would target all life. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't think we could develop any strategy that in a day we could destroy the earth. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What Do you have any other ideas? <laughs> I'm thinking... I have like... one. Everyone jumps at the same time. Everyone, okay. All of us jump at the same time. Okay. And who knows what's going to happen, but I know. Okay. Yeah. The Earth will explode. We know and, this through science. <laughs> yeah, I saw a Vsauce video about it, and that wasn't quite his conclusion, but it was basically the same. Yeah, well, who are you gonna believe? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> like me or Vsauce, Michael? Yeah, from Vsauce. Hey, Vsauce, Michael here. Hey, Michael. Where Vsauce are your here. fingers? Uh, I'm sorry, you were saying something before I interrupted uh, you. I was just thinking of Star Wars and just, you know. A laser. The Empire was really a, a, a society, I would say, after our own hearts. Truly, um, mm. just constructing that Death Star and then the two other times they did it after the first one failed and then that planet that also failed. You know, aside from the fact that it failed, like, and it will continue to fail because they keep leaving vents open that are critical, you know, weaknesses to their defense systems. Um, it was really effective at eliminating all life on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Just because it was attacked and it didn't withstand those attacks doesn't mean yeah. that it couldn't do its job well, you know? Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, the huge amount of human waste and resources needed to create such a machine, even though they are fully capable of using nuclear warheads, which would be just as effective for wiping out uh, planetary life. Truly, just the amount of waste they dedicated to these projects that, in the end, um, were spectacular failures. And then after that, just the repeated, you know, desire to seemingly go bankrupt, uh, just throwing these resources at these Death Stars. Uh, it's, it's admirable, I would say. Honestly, that was your point, after all that, that was your point. <laughs> honestly, 
I would say that, like, you can't, you can't beat them. They really just, you know, shown themselves to be superior. I don't know. The rebels? Are you talking about? Why are the rebels even fighting the empire? Honestly, (laughs) weird tree huggers. That's what I'd call them. Tree huggers. Tree huggers. Well, they didn't do a good job preventing like it from coming back and another planet destroying weapon. They were both sides of the imperial conflict were incredibly incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there could be an argument made for why the empire was actually better, but yeah. at the same time, they did well, destroy no, planets. If they were, cause I would say that they are a man after my own heart in the sense that yes, they're destroying all life on that planet, but in the sense that they're, original actual objective was to induce fear into their subjects completely unnecessary just use nuclear bombs that would kill all intelligent life on the planet and it would be much cheaper and much easier to produce in mass manufacture maybe but like maybe a laser is like in the long term even though they didn't get to use it long term right but in the long term maybe using like just a super powerful plasma ray laser is more okay. cost efficient than well, nuclear weapon. Imagine this, okay? If they had started with the ships in this final Star Wars film that <laughs> one that were like one death laser per ship, right? Sure. Easily transportable, quickly maneuverable, uh it, you can spread them across the empire. Yes, I would have agreed with you 100%. However, the Death Star is a massive target. It's very slow and hard to move. And it can only target one system at a time. So not very effective in terms of like mass defense. Second off, uh, not very maneuverable, I would say. It probably takes forever to transport it somewhere else. I know they have like faster than light travel or whatever, but that's stupid. It would still take forever. Um, Wait, why? If it's faster than the speed of it light, would still, then it, it would still why is it slower than something They have to charge up the smaller. laser and position it and then be like, oh, we're about to destroy your planet, which gives plenty of time for the rebels to come in and destroy their entire system. I mean, now you're just arguing, why didn't they just okay, move the Death Star over the instead most, of wait for the, the planet most, to move out of the way? The most important factor is it cannot be in two places at once. A death, de- a star destroyed, whatever the stupid empire's main capital ship is called. Yeah, you can mass manufacture those, have thousands of them at your disposal. And That's what they them, did, and equip them each with an arsenal capable of destroying the planet's surface with nuclear weapons. Correct. So, you can have one destroyer for each planet, and just have it in orbit, ready to nuke the hell out of any of the population. Right. Whereas the the Death Star can only be in one system at a time, but why would you ever go for that over? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but presumably the Death Star would be. Here's the problem. Okay, they're all vulnerable, and in the yeah. movie, it it really doesn't seem like one is less vulnerable than the other, especially okay. since you could do yeah. light speed ramming or whatever, right? Yeah. However, that works now, which I think is stupid. Oh, yeah. But that's so dumb. They could have just done that from the start. Put a droid in a ship and <laughs> light speed just... it straight through all yeah. of these things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. 
stupid. I think that's what we have to do. We have to develop a Star Destroyer with a laser capable of destroying the planet. I agree. Like, we just build this huge... We don't even have to go into space. We just build this, like, huge laser that's facing down. first, hear me out. Okay. Boosters, right? We put them on the moon. We put them on Earth to manipulate their orbits, right? (laughs) Brilliant ideas, right? Sure. But why stop there? (laughs) The sun is just a hop, skip, and jump away. We put big boosters on the sun... We're, they get powered by How the sun does one put boosters on the sun? <laughs> the sun is basically a massive engine. We just have to build. We The sun is the engine. We just we build, just build around it. We, we just build the booster around it, and then we can move it anywhere we want. How? What? No, because if you build yes. a shell around the sun and you push one side of it, then the shell is just going to go no, up no, against no, no, the no. earth. No, 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 the, the no, 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 Sun. Okay. This is a massive superstructure. It's going to be able to withstand the surface temperature of the sun. Oh, of course. It all the oh. way around the sun. You think we're just going <laughs> to not make it able to withstand the temperature of the sun? I mean, I Get don't know. Listen, yes, if you put, you could use like steel for this and you'd be fine because yes, if you put steel, listen, listen, if you put a bit of steel (laughs) on the sun, it's going to melt and evaporate, right? But the thing about metal is it doesn't isolate the heat temperature in one specific spot. Once you start heating up one part of the metal, it spreads across the whole surface area. So the larger the surface area, the harder it is going to be to heat up the entire... Yeah, but you're talking about heat spreading from one point. The whole thing is getting heated at all at the same time. Yeah. All surfaces no, 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 on the inside no, no, no. are being heated at so the same big, rate. Because it's so big, we'll basically build it like a massive heat sink. It'll be able to disperse <laughs> the heat so that it doesn't oh overheat. And then it'll work as an engine to push the sun. Okay. Where are we even going? Like, what? where did we want to go? We're going to the Earth. We're setting this, so we're, instead of, so, hold on, what? You just said we have rockets on the Earth and the Moon, but no, we're no, no, put no, them on the no, Earth no, and the Moon. No, no, no. We're going to build them on the Sun, too, and then just bring the Sun to us. And listen, all that listen, money I've thought about this, okay? Listen. Okay. Listen. I've thought about this, and let me tell you, okay? Let me tell you. Tell me. The Sun is a free energy source. It is a massive nuclear reactor just floating out in space and nobody's taking advantage of it okay (laughs) if we build an engine around it we can free energy we don't have to worry about transporting gasoline and fuel to the from the earth to the moon or whatever to move the moon's orbit no just from the sun to the earth instead we just build around the sun a big engine and then we move it to the earth am i wrong we all die because it just toasts us up (laughs) Well, that's the point. We're trying to kill all life on Earth. <laughs> yeah, but the way you're making this sound like we're using it as an energy source. Are we just using it as an energy source to move it? Yeah, to kill all us? life on Earth. Why don't we just use the rockets that you talked about earlier to boost no, the Earth no, and the moon no, no, to no, no, the no. sun? Because you'd have to transport so much gasoline to the 
to the moon to get it to move anywhere. But we'd have to do the same thing to the sun to get it to no. come to us. No, because the sun is free energy. <laughs> yeah, but we first had to come up with a way to convert that energy in a small enough amount of time that we wouldn't have to transport fuel back and forth it anymore. Would, yeah, it would be but easy. Could you do that Ever with a small Ever hear of a thing? solar panel? Uh, hello? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is lined with solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you can't. Uh, NASA, a big that's mirror. our best a idea. Big this mirror. is our submission we build a big the NASA mirror. internship. We build a big mirror, right? <laughs> Huge mirror. In orbit around the Earth. The mirror redirects the sunlight in one concentrated beam of laser. Yeah. Down onto Earth's surface, it blasts through the planet. Everybody dies. Nobody survives that. You want to tell me that somebody can survive a big mirror? No, big mirror kills everything. Everyone dies. Dude, someone's okay. got to go up to clean it, though. <laughs> there's no, well, no, there's not like seagull poop that's just gonna hit the mirror. It's gonna be pretty much spotless. It's in the middle of space. Uh, how do you build a mirror that massive? Like that's insane. Oh, and how do you build a mirror shattering. that massive? It's much simpler to build giant engines on the moon. What are you talking about? How do you build <laughs> the a mirror that massive? You're the one that the idea of getting the Earth and the Moon to go and somehow get to the Earth. Okay, the sun. It's very easy to build mirrors. Everyone has in their homes it should be pretty easy to just send multiple small mirrors up into space and connect them all together into one big mirror can't be that hard but okay here's the thing too here's another thing if, if you're not just redirecting light because the earth is already having direct yeah. contact with sunlight okay yeah. so you have to do it just because it's refracting or reflecting off of a mirror doesn't mean that well, the it's like a is big satellite mirror it's a big satellite mirror it all directs into one beam and then zaps it so ever you have this is this mirror glass? bigger than the earth so that it collects all the sunlight and right, then it refines the it forget the mirror big magnifying glass right in front of the earth big magnifying glass takes the beam of the sun zaps the earth <laughs> we keep the handle on it too. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well all right i think that's uh i think that's all the time we have for that and i think the best idea we had was a giant magnifying glass, apparently. <laughs> it, it basically... By the way, Death Star, the planet destroyer one, at the very in the new movies where it was like, oh, we can destroy an entire solar system. Oh, sure. Why did they suck up the sun? They could have literally just built a big magnifying glass and used that <laughs> as a death ray beam. You know that? Think about that. I just don't. I'm, That's I'm much done. simpler and much more efficient. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Get us, take us to our quiz, okay? I have the quiz. All right. I uh, thought you did. Uh, do I have to look one up? I, weren't you going to make one? I was going to make one, but we didn't actually go through with it. Uh, Earth Day quiz. Quiz yourself. Uh, how much do you know about the Earth, its species, resources, and threats? Okay? All right. So we should have that covered. Yeah. Environmental deforestation, uh, clean energy quiz. Uh, they have like a bunch of different ones. We'll do. Um, we'll do All right, the Joe Biden quiz. All right, hit me with it. Um, let's see. Okay, we got ten questions. All right, <laughs> let's go. Um, so, from what university did Joe Biden graduate? Delaware University, New York University, or the University of Chicago? Delaware. 
Delaware. The answer is Delaware. At what age was he elected to the U.S. Senate for the first time? 25, 30, or 29? 30. Oh, no, it is 29. Ooh, one year when did he launch his first presidential campaign? 1987, 1980, or 1985? 19, what were the options? 87, 80, and 85. <clears throat> I'm going to say 87. Yep, correct. All right, for what reason did he withdraw from his candidacy for president in 1987? What are the options? Oh, yeah, lack of funds over a controversial speech or health? Uh, it would be so ironic if it was health and then he became president like... 40 years later <laughs> lack of funds nope b over a controversial speech he said the m word live anyway. <laughs> in which year did he sponsor one of the first climate change bills in the senate 1980 1986 or 1990 1990 nope 1986 wow early when did he marry his current wife jill biden what is it with all these dates jill biden and joe biden jill and yep. Joe. well her last name wasn't biden before they got married i assume no they're from alabama so you'd be wrong oh okay <laughs> anyway uh 1980 1974 or 1977 74 nope 77, 77. Damn it. <laughs> you're bad at these dates man oh my all God. right for Sorry, what medical condition <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> what medical condition did he fail medical after getting drafted in from the Vietnam War? Asthma, short-sightedness, or knock knees? Dude, I would if he was short-sightedness, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Asthma. Yep, correct. Thank God. Alright, what is his favorite movie? Rocky, Chariots of Fiber Fire, not Fiber, <laughs> or Goodfellas? Rocky. Uh nope, Chariots of Fire. What a it's pretty boring. <laughs> when did he run for president the second time? 2008, 2000, or 1992? I want to say 2008, but I'm going to go with uh, 2000. <laughs> 2008, wow. Yeah, because he was uh, you had Barack, it. Barack Obama's vice president. Yep. But and I, I, uh, what I knew he ran in 2008. I just didn't know if it was a second time or not. Yeah, I thought he ran more than that. Anyway. Um, what sport did he excel in while he was a student at Archmere Academy? American football, tennis, or rugby? Rugby. Nope, American football. <laughs> Lame. Lame. <laughs> wow. Well, there, there you have it. Well, That's Joe uh, Biden. Everybody listen up, okay? Listen up, everybody. <laughs> All right, that's it. Mm -hmm.